The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Thank you for tuning into this series, Personal Empowerment. As you know, I enjoy bringing forward new ways for you to approach your wellness. And in this series, I really feel that empowerment is one of the cornerstones to your wellness as it supports your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because when you're empowered, you feel more confident and you have more clarity about your purpose, then with this awareness, you actually experience more vitality in your life. And so far in this series, we've talked about how awareness of wanting more in your life is key to becoming empowered, and also how developing your personal empowerment enhances all of your relationships, both privately and professionally. So my next guest that I'm here to uh, share with you, she also brings insights into expanding your empowerment out into the community and co-creating with others, which is another way to develop your personal empowerment. So I've invited Rachel Pitchford, who is an amazing individual. You know, I always invite guests who are way showers, those that are really committed to themselves and are passionate about sharing their wisdom with others to build communities. And Rachel has done just that. And as an African-American woman under the age of 40, she is living proof that glass ceilings are meant to be shattered and societal norms are meant to be questioned. Rachel is the mastermind behind Life Advisors, LLC, and she is also a marketing consultant and a personal and professional development trainer as she infuses entrepreneurial wisdom into the journey of personal growth. And that's what working from the inside is all about. So without further ado, let's welcome Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes. So I'm just excited to have you here. When I thought about personal empowerment, you were one of the first people, like it just kind of all clicked into place because of everything that you have done and also your own personal journey. So for those who are not familiar with you, can you just give us a little background to your uh, journey and personal empowerment? My name is Rachel Pitchford, and as April mentioned, I am the principal and founder of Life Advisors, LLC. And with that organization, 
I help people through social and emotional intelligence through the form of either through their business, and that's through the acquirement of new customers, really getting some insight into their buying decisions or their growth and development process or what helps them make those buying decisions on that neural, from that neurotypical or that neural standpoint. And then also um, going out into the communities, typically on a B2B, so business to business um, entities and helping develop either their leadership staff or their employees through gaining some of that, um, getting more introspective and reflective in order to grow themselves, um, you know, kind of from the inside out. And so with that, really gained a lot of those insights and wisdoms through childhood. So just had the privilege and the fortune of having parents where, you know, that commitment to service, um, doing for others has just always been second nature or just something that has always been just a part of our lifestyle and what we have known to be right or just what you do. And then that also expanded into a profound moment for me when I was in college, I received a telephone call from my grandmother and she was like, Hey, like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, oh, you know, just going to school and going to work. And then she was like, no, like, what are you doing? So I'm still a little confused, a little green. And then she's like, no, like, what are you doing for others? Are you a part of this or are you doing this and that? And that's when the light bulb clicked. And I'm like, oh, she means what am I doing, you know, for the greater good of, you know, society and our community. And so that very next school day, walked into the student life office. And mind you, I went to school as an adult and I walked in like my grandma said, <laughs> Like I need to get more involved. And that is kind of what really got that snowballing um, to where I am today. So I started off just kind of observing some student government meetings. Next thing you know, secretary. Next thing you know, president. Next thing you know, on the Illinois Board of Higher Education. Next thing you know, the Illinois Community College Board. And just never stopped. And it just continued to transition um, all the way through today through different roles. And um, just really wanting to ensure that I have a voice um, or be uh, able to advocate and um, be that voice for others who don't necessarily have those same opportunities to sit at those tables and help make some of those decisions. And so that's kind of how, how I made it here today. Uh, I love that story. And as you shared about your grandmother, like I really felt that I, I did. Uh, and just even her asking the question, right. It, and it, takes us away from the doing like well this is what I'm doing how are you being how are you showing up in the world yeah and I think one interesting um, caveat to that story is my grandmother was born in 1929 and it and overcame tremendous adversity so if we can just kind of imagine the state of the the state of the nation during that time period and despite all that she was a homeowner she um, excelled through management at the U.S. Postal Service, was the treasurer of national organizations, and so forth. Um, and so that was one thing that just really was not a thing, you know, per se, I guess maybe perhaps beginning with her generation, but, you know, just some of those um, typical things that kind of come along with those time periods or those more oppressive times just really never held her back. And so she was definitely a pioneer and trailblazer in her own, in her own right and just luckily passed that on to my father who passed that on to me. Exactly. And this is why you're here today. Absolutely. Yeah. So talking about personal empowerment, I realized when I was 
thinking about this and, you know, approaching it to the community and really thinking about what's the difference then? Because some people might be questioning like between personal development and personal empowerment. And what I came up with, and I'm curious to hear your insights, Rachel, is that personal development seems to be you follow these steps to get to this goal or to obtain or achieve something. And personal empowerment is the journey within that really sparks that uh, creative curiosity and, and growth of expansion within ourselves. So I personally like to marry those concepts. I am a continuous lifelong learner um, when it comes to that professional development space. I read different books, um, literature, articles, kind of back to back on a consistent, on a pretty consistent basis. It's almost kind of insane, like <laughs> how into it I am, but um, just always have something um, that serves as those constant reminders to continue to do the work and that we can always be better and especially to be able to be better for others. So as different, um, you know, research is released or different methods or, you know, new thought leaders are coming onto the scene. I just like to kind of stay on top of those things. And um, it just really helps keep you personal, personally empowered during that professional and personal development process. And so um even though they are different concepts, I love the the way that they can coexist and just help us to be, you know, better humans. And even if we're being better humans for other humans to make them better, you know, that is, that is kind of what I live for and what provides a lot of that intrinsic value for me. Oh, yes, most definitely. And Rachel, as you're working in the community, what, how are you noticing um, your work helping to empower others or the organizations that you're working with? I think one of the biggest benefits to the work that I've done um, in two um, particular spaces that I'm thinking of when answering this question is sometimes we might be surprised at how people are afraid to really voice an opinion or be courageous. They might be thinking something that is completely opposite of the group or that they don't necessarily agree with. Um, they might submit in times where it is absolutely time to stand up and, you know, really voice um, or advocate for why you would like something to be that the way that it is. And I am that person. I'm just, I'm simply that person. And so I have um, had the fortune of being able to advocate, um, especially when it comes to students or helping people who have income stability issues or facing um, poverty situations, because a lot of times everyone hasn't been as close to the community, have the lived experience, or even, um, you know, have the network who might be experiencing those things. And when you're coming from a different frame of reference mindset, or like I said, just a little more connected to the situation, sometimes people don't even know that they're not even aware of the, you know, the information or the insights that you have. So really having the opportunity on many different occasions to say, wait a second, um, you know, I think this or that, or th these are the reasons why, because, you know, it's not, um, we might be surprised at how often, you know, decisions are being made because people are using logic versus that emotional intelligence or that deeper insight. And so just being able to be that advocate, that voice in the spaces that I've witnessed, you know, has been 
again, a lot of intrinsic value and a profound impact, um, not only to myself, but hopefully to the communities that we ended up serving. Yeah, wow. And exactly what you said about emotional intelligence. And it's not just because this is the way it's always been done type of thing, but keying into the emotional intelligence. Can you kind of give an example or unpack that a little bit more? So it may be important to share that one of the main reasons why I transitioned into self-employment was after experiencing um, some consecutive workplace trauma. And so it really took doing some work and stepping away, taking a look back and realizing that most of that trauma stemmed from me sticking around in a place for way too long and ignoring all of those signals and red flags that this is misalignment. Um, Another important factor would also be when I am in a lot of those spaces, whether it is through volunteerism or in the workplaces, as you continue to climb ranks, um, for lack of better words, I'm often in a position where I am the only. So the only meaning either the only woman or the only Black woman or the only Black person, period. And so it does take a lot of courage at times to be able to speak up, stand up, or kind of speak to um, or be the advocate or voice for um, some of those people who we are serving or, um, you know, our customers or clients. And so that can become an exhausting thing at times, but it is more able, it's easier to endure kind of in those volunteerism spaces. So with that, I can do it with all of the, <laughs> you know, all of the passion and, um, you know, things that come with that. Um, but in the workplace that just begins to kind of tear you down. And so as much as, you know, we fear walking away from some of those financial rewards or the benefits and things like that. I literally noticed that it was in misalignment, took the leap (laughs) and the net appeared. Um, It Ah. wasn't within one month. It wasn't a whole month before I got a phone call. I was just on a break. I left with no plans. And I would say within two weeks, I got a phone call and it was through volunteer work that I received this phone call and was like, Hey, Rachel, I am starting this business. I got a referral from such and such who said you um, were the marketing chair on their board. Can you help me start my business? And I said, as a matter of fact, I can. And that was three, that was about a little over three years ago. And to this day, my business has always been referral-based. I have not advertised my business a day in my life. And I've been running over three years off of word of mouth um, because now I'm doing something that is in alignment. <laughs> yes. And you're loving it and you're you're expanding and you're literally glowing. Um, yeah. So it's just been beautiful to witness this and uh, be part of your journey. So thank you for sharing that, Rachel. Yes, and it's just letting people know just that misalignment will, <laughs> that nagging feeling that something is not in alignment that will that will direct you or redirect you every single time. And it's just listening. Listening, and that's the emotional intelligence. I don't think a lot of people understand just how much of 
the process, right? The behind the scenes of the process and you navigating with your emotional intelligence and helping others see it a different way to, to bring those two sides together. Is that, is that what's happening? It is, it is. And just really being a voice, um, having that, like I said, that insight or having some of the lived experience or, you know, some of your neighbors, your friends might be going through whatever's in that application process. But when, you know, there might be times where people are just looking at dollars or, you know, those type of things. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, let's, let's look a little deeper into this and look at some of the more systemic issues why this person may be better qualified for this, or this organization may have more barriers to getting access than the person that we might be currently vying for. And so just being that advocate, that person who is willing, who's not only there, but also willing to stand up. And even if we get to the voting period and everyone else is, you know, saying the opposite, I will still stand on what I say. I will abstain or, you know, still vote the opposite if that's what I feel really feel is, um, you know, the right thing to do. So um, just that justice piece, um, not just equality, but, you know, things being equitable and, you know, just those things that people are hoping, you know, they have someone on the other side of the table or the other side of that application who are there. And, you know, it just feels really good to be that person who is there. And like I said, just have the courage to really stand up for what's right or what I believe, um, you know, will help them be better heard or served. Oh, that's great. That, that sounds amazing. The work that you're doing and you started out talking about it sounds like risks, you know, people are kind of quiet or they sit back because they haven't either been heard before, or they've tried to express and they were shut down or they were just taught to be quiet. And, and so it's the taking the risks, I believe, uh, allows people to, you know, grow and it starts with that risks of stepping out of that shell or that box that we've placed ourselves in. Yeah. And sometimes the biggest relief or the biggest takeaway from it all is when, after I've been hurt, when people say, you know what, you're right, <laughs> or, you know, change their mind and, you know, someone, um, you know, a decision kind of sways a different way just for the sake of the common good or the greater good, or, you know, just doing the right thing, um, you know, it's just a good feeling to have um, just see for myself even to be heard in that regard and just know that we're doing truly the right thing for those different, you know, individuals or organizations. So, mm-hmm. good thing. yeah, there's without risks, there's no growth or rewards. Yes. And so how are you working with clients one on one to help them with their personal empowerment? What does that look like? So a lot of the times when people are coming to me, it's because they feel stuck. So they've already, you know, kind of tried some different things, um, typically have explored different avenues. And it's also typically in a professional space where they're feeling stuck in their business um, or truly indecisive about what direction to go. And so again, um, how, how we started today is just kind of put some of that grounding work, like let's, you know, turn off all of the, you know, all the things going on in our brain that kind of makes, you know, kind of creates that environment of chaos and just really getting down to the foundation of even starting with why working backwards. Why are you, um, 
why are you exploring this um, this avenue and really getting to the root of, are, is this something that you're truly passionate about? Would you do it whether or not um, you were getting paid for it? Is it for others or is it for you? Because we all know that the customer is <laughs> runs your business, you know, not ourselves. And so um, I think it's just really getting down to that foundation and making sure. And a lot of times, you know, it gets to the point where the person is like, you know what, I actually am not into this or on the other way, you know, oftentimes it also go the other direction where they're like, yes, now we're getting to the root of how to be successful just because we've gotten, you know, to the bottom of things to where it calms a lot of that chaos. And so it's usually kind of how the process goes and it's individual just because people are, you know, in radically different situations, points in life, points in their business. But um, it all really starts with why they want to do what they're doing. And um, yeah, that part. And then also um, it's, I've noticed a trend of people thinking they want to do something just because it's easy your quotes easy. <laughs> and so really breaking down or having them go through the work or the um, of how much work this actually is. So the rewards can be great and often are great. But, you know, a lot of times when you have the mindset of all you have to do is, I love when people say that, because then we walk through kind of all you have to do. <laughs> and so yeah, but it's a really great starting point just to get people grounded and just understand that, you know, it is a big endeavor that they're undertaking, but you know, it's achievable. It's better. We also have to be realistic at the same time. Exactly. And how do you interweave the emotional intelligence into that? By treating people as individuals. So first of all, understanding, um, reading them, understanding their state, that they may be in. So it could be distressed. They could be in a moment of joy. They could be um, having great problems to have where so much business is being thrown at them that, um, you know, they don't know what to do with it. And so I always really start by, you know, just really from a point of observation or just really uh, just working with the individual just to kind of see where their mindset is, how they're feeling about the situation. And again, just getting to that grounding piece of, okay, <laughs> you know, we have all the information, we've brain dumped all of the information down. Now let's see what we can do with it. And so um, I think it's just really the emotional intelligence of just reading the person, understanding, um, you know, where they're coming from, where they want to go, um, and how we can take them from where they are to where they want to be. But it's really just treating each person as an individual instead of taking a cookie cutter approach. And um, I do that through those discovery calls and just really seeing what their, um, what their desires, passions, and, you know, values, goals, ambitions are. And just, like I said, I think take, treating each person as an individual instead of that, you know, as if I'm going down a checklist really helps, um, help people propel and, you know, see growth in their business or their personal development. Oh yeah. Because they, people want somebody that they know that will be in their corner and that will back them and see them for who they are. And that's what we do as humans, right? We want to feel heard and valued. And um, especially when taking risks of reaching out to somebody to help Right. That also is a risk of, of saying, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm stuck. I need somebody like Rachel to help support me, help guide me through the way. Uh, 
Yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Because it's so important to develop that rapport and that connection because it is, as you mentioned, a very vulnerable moment for a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, because on the surface, we can be killing it, you know, doing all these amazing things. But behind, you know, the scenes, sometimes things can be chaotic or, you know, just getting beyond our control. And so it is a space where um, people do have to be vulnerable and feel connected to you in order to, um, you know, begin begin their journey or, um, you know, get to that level of growth and expansion and success that they would like to see. And um, I, I, I am very <laughs> happy or pleased to note that, um, you know, a lot of times people do feel that sense of transparency with me or that connection with me to where they feel comfortable being fully transparent. And because um, they understand that that's the way to, the, the way to grow, to transform. Yeah, we have to be real with ourselves, you know, and and uh, ask those hard questions and, and look at ourselves in the mirror and accept who we are. And then basically ask what's next, right? Absolutely. What's next? Yeah. So what's next for you, Rachel? What, what are you expanding with um, in the near future? Do you have any trainings coming up? Do you... Are you more into the community and development there in Davenport, correct? I am. I'm located in Davenport, Iowa, and I volunteer with different organizations on an ongoing basis. And so sitting, serving on different boards, panels, and committees, that's kind of my MO around town. And as far as upcoming projects, I have some host things I'm going to host. So I'm hosting an event this fall on top of, um, I do have some train, um, some trainings that I'll be doing in collaboration with our local chamber. And mm -hmm. um, I also have a special treat that I will be um, launching on my own. And so looking forward Ooh. to that. And so that's just like a little teaser, but <laughs> it's still in development, but looking forward to um, offering uh, some new programming um, with a twist <laughs> in yeah. our local community and hopefully beyond. And so it's something that's still in the works. So I have to stay a little hush hush, but really looking okay. forward to really looking yes. forward to the next steps in that transformation. I'm sure it'll be amazing. Whatever you do, right? Here you're you're the ripple effect as I've said. <laughs> yes. And mm -hmm. do you have any tips or strategies um just something quick that a, a person who's listening or watching might be curious about how to start you know, feeling more empowered or, you know, just like little baby steps in that direction? Do you have any um, pointers to give? Well, first and foremost, I would say recognize misalignment. Trust your gut and recognize that misalignment. Sometimes it's not fear. Mm -hmm. It's simply misalignment. Sometimes it's not conflict is simply misalignment. And that can go on and on, but just think of it with all of our different relationships that we hold in life. Um, so even on that professional level, one thing that got me to where I am today was recognizing the misalignment. I wasn't, I was going to work every day, tasking, making someone else rich, all the things. <laughs> but internally, I knew that didn't feel good when things are keeping you up on the weekend, you're dreading Monday on Sunday. Um, that's all misalignment. And so it's really being willing to recognize that, 
face that, understand that even though this might be a norm or um, an expectation from other people, really getting into what we expect from ourselves and what really makes us um, what really makes us happy or feel a life of purpose and joy. And so just really recognizing, you know, does this feel like misalignment? Another one is sometimes we just leap and the net will appear. And that can be in any endeavor that we're um, seeking. So of course, we're going to make rational decisions and all of those things. But, um, you know, after all of those things have been accounted for, we often kind of stand there right on the edge just because, um, you know, we're afraid to take that next step. But oftentimes, if we just sleep, that net will appear. And things that are in alignment, yeah, and all those things that are in alignment with that decision, you'll start to see, um, you know, manifest and make things make things work out because things are always working out. They are, they're always working out. And that's that just having that faith and trusting in ourselves, right. And taking the risks of that leap of faith. uh, That that's what it's all about. That's how we grow and expand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I think lastly, just once we've Um, as we're on our journeys, really just showing up in our place. And so doing the best job that we can, no matter what the opportunity is. And I will stress as we can, because sometimes our peak performance is here. And one day we might wake up and our peak performance is here. But if we show up in our place each day, um, you know, and we've truly done the best that we can, given the circumstances or whatever, um, you know, other factors, um, come into play. I think that is um, a way to really propel our journeys forward. So recognizing misalignment and alignment, um, leaping and having the faith that that net will appear and yeah, showing up in our place. Mm. Those are very, it sounds very simple, but it can be very challenging too. It can, it can, and it takes practice. Um, there will be times, and especially if something doesn't go as we hoped it would, but that resilience um, will almost always bounce back so long as we're doing things that are in alignment with what feels good. Always focus on how something feels too. Yeah. That's the number That's the number one way to know if something is in alignment or misalignment. How does it feel? And if things feel good, of course, things won't always, um, you know, go exactly as we planned because it may have been someone else's calling blessing or opportunity um you know at that particular point in time but that resilience that we have keeping the faith that this is in in alignment because up until (laughs) it felt good um you know that could be a key factor to keeping us moving forward and on that journey because eventually you know our blessing will come or that you know whatever we're working towards because you know everything will happen right on time when it's supposed to it's it's our mind yeah, that gets in the way to. it is our mind says no it didn't happen that way right and it yeah. takes us out of alignment as you say i love yeah. that thank you for sharing that yes absolutely yes. it's helped me and, tremendously oh yes and what that's another question i had you know you're so poised you know, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on all the social media stuff and you're doing amazing, great things. Although I know that we're both human and things challenge us. So uh, what do you do when you find that you are in misaligned? 
And one of the easiest ways that I remember to stay in alignment is when I feel some of those feelings of, you know, something I don't enjoy the way that some things feel, feels. The first thing that comes to my mind is, Rachel, protect your peace. And so whatever that connection is between the events, that feeling of misalignment and seeking out all the different ways that I can protect my peace, that has been a go-to thing that has, you know, kept me grounded, has kept me, you know, feeling, feeling good. And also, you know, that helps things just continue to move forward um, in the ways that we need them to do with the least amount of resistance and challenge. But just to keep the mindset of protecting your peace. Um, and that can be in any of your endeavors and any of your relationships, environment, circumstances. Um, as soon as we feel something that doesn't feel good, you feel it, you, you process it, and then do what you need to do to shift it. But often if we're working towards protecting our peace, you'd be surprised at how peaceful and harmonious your life will become. Yes, that's truly living with intention. No pun intended. With that, I am pretty comfortable these days just um, following that. And so really knowing when to pull out or, you know, um, you, some things you just truly need, need to see through until the end. But it is always okay to transition into other things. So maybe our calling was, you know, this type of organization or whatnot. If you find that that's not an alignment in some type of way, you can still pursue that same goal or that dream or that mission, you know, through a different entity. But it's just kind of knowing how it feels, <laughs> again, paying attention to how something feels. And if it doesn't feel great, you know, we can be mature adults or, you know, professional and see things through, but it is okay to move on and change. Um, a lot of people have are hung up on this. I have to be loyal and consistent and, uh -huh. you know, all of these things. But a lot of times, you know, are we being loyal to ourselves? Are mm. we being loyal to our passions, our goals? Um, and again, those things that feel like alignment for us, because, you know, life will go on, they will People are easily replaceable. You know, we think it's the end of the world if we leave this job. How this entire company will crash if I leave. People figure things out. You know, everything is figure outable. And it's just really um, finding that courage within ourselves to follow our dreams, passions, what feels like is in alignment. And, you know, everything will be all right. I don't think I've seen one news story of one IT guy leaving a company and it just crash the stock market. And so, you know, people, um, they are prepared for those type of situations, whether it's an organization, whether it is um, a company, whether it is us making a decision in our personal interpersonal relationships, but just knowing that everything isn't um, a tragedy or won't turn out to be this horrific, you know, catastrophizing events, um, you know, or, you know, predicting the future about things, but things typically work out and are okay. And it's up to us to kind of be true to ourselves and just live um, a life that we feel in alignment with, happy with, intentional about. And, you know, that is the best way to do the best work for others. Um, if that is what our, we feel like our passion, our calling is, and even to be the best person for ourselves. Yes. Yeah, so we're filling our cups first before we can be of service or support other people or the job that we're in. It's really important to, as you said so perfectly, Rachel, you know, keep that alignment and um, showing up for ourselves. 
Yeah, absolutely. Ah, great. I'm so just grateful that you're here and, and sharing these great insights. And for those who want to know more about you, have questions, or would like to start working with you, what is your contact information? Yes. So the best way to reach me is by email, believe it or not. I know we get bombarded by emails, but you can reach me at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, the at symbol, life advisors, A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S dot net. And I can be reached by my business phone, which is 563-277-7997. You can also follow me on social media. I am on Instagram, LinkedIn, and also Facebook. Yes. And those handles will be my name. Great ways to connect with you. Ah, Well, thank you, Rachel, for being here and sharing your, these amazing, uh, I wrote, I kept writing things down on the side. So if people saw me writing things, you know what I'm writing down. Um, Great insights and tips for those who are looking to, you know, really develop more of our own personal empowerment. And, you know, if you are looking for ways or you feel stuck, as Rachel said, you know, please reach out to her. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and hit like, and also please leave a comment. Let Rachel and I know what you found inspiring about this conversation, or even share what you're doing to promote your own personal empowerment. So until next time, my friends, be well. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.